0: Yesterday, Thursday, the 22nd of October, was a a bright, clear day um, here in Newton Arts for a short while anyway, before the rain began to fall. But it gave us an opportunity to get into the town square uh, once again for the open air service. It was a good time. We thank God for the message that was preached. And in the course of it, I managed to chat to two young men, Uh, young men most likely typical, I would say, of this present day. Uh, very little thought of their soul one regarded himself as an agnostic they were neither worried about me being there in the first place nor were they overly worried if I wasn't there Uh, but it was an occasion to witness to their souls individuals who clearly had thought little of their own soul in thinking of this I am reminded of one of the great evangelists the apostle Paul Uh, we can all learn from him I must learn from him About how to witness to others especially in a difficult age an age much like the age in which we live where there is a a decrease we might say in the general fear and knowledge of God and it does throw up the question which I want to look at today on milk and meat how do we witness in a difficult age now for this we're turning our attention to Acts chapter 17 And admittedly, this is a bit of a crash course on the subject of evangelism and witnessing should be a lot more worked out. And I encourage you to do so. But I trust that for these few moments, it will give you something of an incentive to look into the subject a bit more. And so here really are some simple pointers as we look over Acts 17 and we consider the actions of the Apostle Paul himself. First of all, our witnessing must be from a heart which is constrained by the love of our Lord Jesus Christ and which is filled by the Spirit of God. Now, why do I know this? Well, in Acts chapter 17 and in verse 16, the Bible says that Paul, when he was at Athens, he was waiting on this occasion. His spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. It is possible for professing Christians to be distracted by almost anything in this world. Idleness itself becomes one of the greatest hindrances that we know. Uh, And when I think about Paul here, the one thing that strikes me is that although he was waiting and although he was expecting something else, he did not waste the opportunity. Around him, the Athenian life was taking place and it was marked by many things. Idolatry was rife. It is here we see why this man as an individual was so unique and set apart by God. Because in this moment, his inward life, that always was this way, but his inward life was pressed and stirred. Any act of evangelism, dear friend, must be from a heart which is like this. If our witnessing in the first place, whether it's to someone who is sympathetic to the gospel or someone who is isn't, If all we do is witness and evangelize out of duty, out of fear, out of a sense of responsibility, it carries little, if not any power whatsoever. And surely the key to this is always a close life before God in prayer, much more so in an increasingly hostile world. Also, we should remember that witnessing must reach people where they are. I know that sounds really vague and it probably should be qualified a little bit more. Verse 22, ye men of Athens, I perceive, Paul says that in all things, ye are too superstitious. Now, when I say that we should reach people where they are, I don't mean this. I don't mean that we need to lower our standards or lower our morals. We don't become, in other words, sinful to try and reach the sinner. Uh, no, when we talk to people, we try to touch the very parts of their lives which are most relevant Now while Paul is not stopping these Athenians and saying, how is your life today? He is touching upon something which they understood, their their superstition, uh, the ways in which they were worshipping, the things they did. And so it's really important as we witness to people that we actually talk to them, we engage them where they are, we speak about their lives, we try to probe them, ask the questions, make sure that we're on that same level so that we can effectively speak to them about their soul. Paul, to some extent, is doing this. He's touching on their philosophy. He's touching on their superstitious ways. Paul was always going to get to Jesus Christ and the gospel. But the the way in which he witnessed to these people in Athens, compared to maybe Jews and others in different places, well, there was a difference. There was always the same objective, to bring men and women to Jesus Christ. Also, our witnessing must confront people with the existence of God. Have you noticed what Paul does in verse 24? God that made the world and so often and even even more so today in this age, it's where we need to begin. Now in, in, a, in another sense it's always where we have to begin because we must always begin with God. But as we see a decrease in maybe people going to church or a sympathy towards Christianity or the multiplicity of religions around us or just an indifference in general, it's critical that we get to things like origins, beginnings, that we get people to think about the one who has created them and who this God is. And you go on from the likes of verse 24 right through Acts chapter 17. So many things the apostle touches upon, how God is worshipped, how he desires us to worship him, how he's made mankind. We're of one blood, his patience, his willingness, his forbearance, his kindness, the tender mercy of God, all of these things. But all of it is God-centric, not man-centered it is the existence of God that we witness to. Also, our witnessing must be biblical. Everything Paul said was rooted in the word of God. And we have to be very careful, Christian, that when we witness to people, that we don't just use cliched expressions or sayings that we've heard from someone else, or just say things we think sound acceptable or right. So it's it's necessary that we know our Bibles, we know what the Bible teaches, we know how God reveals himself, we know what the message of salvation is and everything Paul said to these people here were, were things that were rooted in scripture there was a biblical approach in, in how Paul witnessed to people around him and it's really important we do the same thing as well our witnessing also will bring everyone to Jesus Christ and that's what Paul does in verse 13 verse 31 and that phrase by that man by that man that is Jesus Christ who God who raised him from the dead and that's always key everything else mattered very little if there was no preaching of Christ you see the point certainly we we begin with God and the existence of God and we make it all biblical and we do all these things in a heart full of love but what's the point if we don't bring people to Christ and point men and women to the only savior of the soul and then lastly our witnessing must be always left in God's hands Remember if you read the end of this portion of scripture or this passage with Paul in Athens, not everyone believed Paul. In fact, many mocked him and laughed at him, but some, some wanted to hear more. If we go out to witness with this sort of mindset that every single person will want to be saved and will be saved, we're going to be uh, disappointed very quickly. There will be those that mock and those that don't care and, and those that don't want to know. But what we're doing is, is that which God has called the Christian church to do, which is to carry out the Great Commission. And there will be those that will mock and those that will laugh, but there will be those that want to hear more. And we trust that God will give such uh, into our lives. So many more things we could think about on uh, the subject of witnessing, but I trust that the Lord will encourage you with these two thoughts on milk and meat today.